Who wants coffee? Who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure. There you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and uh, let's get this started. Everybody, welcome back to Java Chat, and we get to chat with a good friend of mine who I've been after for a while to get on this podcast, and timing and things just didn't quite align, and it finally happened, and I'm so happy to have Courtney be with us today. Courtney, thanks for hanging out with me on Java Chat. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing some of your wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been a long time coming. We've definitely tried to do this many times, and I'm so glad it finally happened today. Yeah. You know, and everything happens when it's supposed to, you know, so. Timing was, well, and and we said that numerous times to each other. It's like, I guess it's not time yet. That's cool. When it's time, when time, and here's the time. So we're here. It's now. We're here. We made it. The time has come. (laughs) We hung in there, and now we're here. We hung in, and we we are here, and, and here is now. We both have our cups of java. By the way, guys, I got myself a new cup. It says, be a nice Ooh, human. Ooh, I like that. I like and, that. And for reference and size, this is not a small cup. Extra large. Extra large. It, take, it takes two and a half normal cups to, to go ahead and fill this one. So usually a pot's not enough. Everybody knows yeah. that one. Oh, yes. I feel you there. Yeah. It's <laughs> I've a, got it's my, a... me- my mega, mega cup here, and usually <laughs> I've got two to three of these things by noon. So, <laughs> oh, so you will be invited back because you're the first one to come with a proper cup of coffee. Anyway, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think we both started our days. you can count on me for. Coffee. It's caffeine. Yeah. Um, so just, just so you guys know, um, uh, sponsors. For my podcast is IO Legendary Rye. I, I love these guys. If you guys have never had an, an organic rye before, it's probably the only one that I know of that's truly handmade, small batch, organic, no chemicals. And for some weird reason, I never get a hangover. Anybody that knows me knows I don't drink a lot. In fact, I hardly ever drink at all. Um, and that's the only one I'll touch. And I used awesome. to be a, a big time scotch drinker. And, all, and there were those days... Um, in fact, I think both of us have come out of those days and we're coming out on the other side smelling better oh, than yeah. roses, so, which is wonderful. Um, anyway, yeah. Courtney, you have been an entrepreneur helping other entrepreneurs secure podcasts as guests for how long now? We are, well, we're going on five years, so we hit four years. February 17th was our fourth official year doing this together, me and Samantha, she's my partner. Congratulations. Uh, I, I personally, thank you. I personally have been doing it for six years. Okay. So I brought Sam on about four years and that's when, to me, that's when it, I, we were officially were, were doing things. You know what I mean? Before I was really willy nilly doing trying to think, by myself. And, I was trying to think know. when we actually connected, was that, was that when you were still doing it by yourself? I, I, I think we were introduced, I, I want to say no by Trish. Idea. I swear, I think we were tr- yeah, introduced by Trish, Trish. Leo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it was definitely Trish. It was. It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. Yeah, yeah. But so, so it's you and Sam. You guys have been doing yes. this now. You're in your. You're in your fifth year. Yes. And you, just what do you do? So we represent authors, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, uh, basically anybody in the online space, and we find them interviews on podcasts as a guest to send online traffic and visibility to whatever it is they're working on at the time. So 
a lot of times it's a book or a course or a new service offering or something along the membership of some sort. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those are the people that we typically work with. Uh, and it's just kind of across the board, all the categories, you know what I mean? We've got health people, you know, just business people of all kinds, you know, right, and just right, right. Any, anything you can think of that would be the topic of discussion on podcasts. Those are the people we work with. <laughs> awesome. So you've, you've worked a lot with, you've, you've said authors, um, when yeah. you talk about if, if you're thinking about doing something that gets you more traffic, what has typically been the result of getting onto podcast as far as like when everybody talks about traffic but when you're talking about receiving traffic from a podcast what can you expect and what kind of work do you have to put in pre during and post because i think a lot of people miss that they think oh it's just a podcast can mm -hmm. you can you kind of give them a brief of, of of why it's important i mean it's it is important i wouldn't have started this one if i if if i didn't think it was what are some of the things that you need to do when considering it one Two, when preparing for it, and three, afterwards, because I think everybody misses the after. Yeah, after is important. They're, yeah. they're all, there are important steps. Every, everything you just mentioned, there are important steps along the way that a lot of people that, that maybe don't, don't know what they're doing, for lack of a better word. For the most part, you're right. Steps. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're thinking about doing this and you haven't gotten started yet, you haven't even begun to like, figure out which podcasts would be a good fit for you as a guest. Uh, first thing you need to think about is what do I have to offer those audiences? What are the topics that I want to cover? What are the important topics that the audience is going to go, oh, I need to work with that person. You know what I mean? So right. it's, 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 that's the first most important thing. And then sure. figuring out where those audiences are and mm -hmm. what alignment what mm -hmm. alignment is correct for you right. so that those you it's not a hard sell you know right. what i mean you right, go right, on right. there you exactly. just talk about your expertise and then the people go oh okay i definitely need to work with that person and you're not going for 5.99 you know what i mean you're not selling you're just going on there talking about 5.99 i'll take yours now thank you <laughs> yeah. you know so that's super important uh from there considering literally where you're sending the traffic and right. how easily that traffic flows is mm -hmm. also very, very important. I've had a few podcasters that I work with that I've, I had a call with one. It was like probably six months ago, but he, he's like, Hey, you know, I just wanted to talk to you about making sure that, uh, your clients have the everything dialed as far as where they're sending that traffic so that it doesn't get stuck. You know what yep. I mean? So it can yep. keep flowing. I mean, imagine it like a road. <clears throat> You know, if you, if you send, send traffic on a detour and then the detour just ends, you're not going to get, you know what I mean? You're not going to get to where get you anything. need to go. Yep, exactly. Right, right. So making sure that you have that all dialed so that it flows smoothly and you have offerings for people who definitely need what you have to offer, people who are in, just interested and people who don't even realize they need it. You know what I mean? So you kind of need to tailor to all those, all those different categories where you're sending that traffic. And have an offering for each of those, you know what I mean? So I recommend having some sort of, I mean, at a bare minimum, just an email list where you can capture as much traffic as you can. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then Absolutely. Go, in, go in with the different tiers of different price points yep. and different offerings to, to catch each of those, each of those different audiences. Agreed. So Agreed. Very, very important. And you're not going to get a return on your investment of time, energy, money if you don't have those things dialed. You know, so those are all the really, really, really important things to keep in mind. 
then obviously being interviewed, making sure you're covering the correct topics so that people realize you're good at what you do and you have the expertise that they need. So that's super, super important. But then afterwards, after you record, it's not like it's just one and done. You know what I mean? Like you got to figure out a marketing plan with the podcaster. You have to figure out where you're sharing it across the board. I mean, I recommend across the board, like I everywhere, you know what I mean? All across all social media platforms, send it to everybody in your email list. Um, make sure that it's easy to opt in to work with you off of the live interview. You know, you want it to be like, Oh cool. I want to, I want to follow this person click. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. You don't want it to be like, Oh, I have to follow this maze to get to, to where I can just follow this person. So it's all Why do people strategy. do that? I, I, I've noticed that happens a lot on the back end. Yeah. That's got to be a freaking nightmare. I mean. Well, it's, they're not going to get a return on their investment. And they're going to exactly. go, podcast interviews don't work. Why would I continue to pursue this? You know what I mean? Maybe so. because you didn't plan out the back end like you were supposed <laughs> to. I mean. You know, exactly. You can't you can't wag a tail with no flag on it. I mean, you're, it's, I know that sounds weird. But anyway. It, it's, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. So. Give me your your best and, and your most I don't I don't want to say worst, maybe most awkward or maybe even even funny, but give me your best situation that you've worked with so far that everything just went perfectly. And then share one that, that just went like no. <laughs> so so do you mean like me being interviewed or like with clients or like I, just anything that I can any, think of? Any anywhere that you think is is relevant to what we just talked about, a situation whether it was you yourself because obviously you know what you're doing, so you're probably got mm -hmm. the best situation. And maybe a client <laughs> that, that just didn't get it or somebody that came to you after the fact and went, oh, what do I do? That kind of thing. For sure. So a really, really good situation that it, it doesn't, it, it has happened with me plenty of times, but it doesn't just happen with me. It happens with my clients. Like it's a pretty common occurrence is being interviewed by somebody who, whose services are complementary to yours and you're in the same industry to where you turn into referral partners. You know what I mean? Yes. And you, yes. you're kind of able to go like this, you know what I mean? And yep. send each other people and even yep. white label each other services. You yep. know what I mean? So that is like, to me, best case scenario. Obviously people want client acquisition. They want a sure. larger audience, all that. But the connections and networking and, and finding those really, really valuable relationships to me is numero uno for this industry. And it's, um, I mean, I've had a lot of people tell me that the podcasting industry as a whole is just like the new most effective way to network with people that are in your industry. Agreed. Agreed. You know, so that to me, best case scenario, that's the best thing that happens is, is meeting those people and forming, mm -hmm. forming those partnerships. Uh, would, this, would, this, would this be a sorry, good example? Here's, here's just a thought. Cause you're talking about complimentary services. Mm. Um, and cause I've done this not on the podcast, but I've done this as, as a networking thing where I will put a CPA and a CFP together and say, you two need to talk. And when they finally do, they begin to realize that they actually could very much use each other to complement yep. their clients because what one can do, the other cannot. In fact, exactly. in some legal cases, they absolutely cannot, but they know it's a benefit. I even had one, um, what was his name? He was an asset protection attorney that understood financial planning. And at the time we were looking at reverse mortgages and he, he literally, he's from Utah. He says, I need to talk to you. I don't think anybody understands what reverse mortgages can do. <laughs> and I was like, I hadn't thought of it either. As an asset protection attorney, he came up with that idea and it was, it was good. It, it worked out well. So I, I would think that's what you're talking about. Not, not just people yeah. within your industry, but <clears throat> complimentary in and yeah. around your industry. 
could very well, in could every, very well every, in every way, shape, or form that you can find some sort of connection like that. I mean, that's what this is going to facilitate for you. So yeah, Zoom. that's exactly what I'm talking about. This Zoom has become sure. the new networking tool. <laughs> Podcasting <laughs> is what matters. You like that? That's that's my that's my that's my overlord voice. It's the overlord voice. <laughs> the All right, so Zoom's voice. <laughs> in a world where, where networking has changed hands. <laughs> Zoom is now on the inverse. Anyway, uh, so so the worst so worst scenario. What was what was the worst or most awkward you've ever seen? Uh, the most awkward situation that I have ever come across was an interview that I was on a few years ago. So it was when I was very new to this whole uh -huh. thing. Still, um, Sam and I had just partnered up, and I had just brought her on to like help me with stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my own podcast tour. You yeah. know, and I hadn't, I hadn't, you know, like it was my <laughs> first time doing my own, you know, uh -huh, so there, sure. was, there was a specific post uh, that it honestly, it just, it wasn't a, it was my fault and it just wasn't a very aligned interview and I didn't have a pre-interview with him either, which was also my mistake. And so it was an hour long interview and we ran out of stuff to talk about after like 15 minutes. <laughs> Yikes. And we were like, we both kind of sat there for a minute and he's like, well, I don't really have anything else to, uh, to ask. He you. did not you know? go there. Did he really <laughs> yeah. go there? He's all, do you have anything else you want to talk about? And I was just like, no, I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> you're the host. You're <laughs> really supposed awkward. to lead the conversation. What the heck? Yeah, it was really awkward. And you know, I, I was brand new. And so of course, like part of me like blamed myself for it being like, you know, I wasn't a good guest. And eventually after doing this for a while, I was like, you know, there, there's definitely like, you should definitely have, if you're not sure how the conversation is going to go, jump on a call with the host. Absolutely. Never, never a bad idea. You know, no, never a bad idea. Yeah, I would have learned that there was no conversational flow had I done that. You know I what actually, I mean? And I, I, wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have wasted our time. Our first time that we talked on the phone, I absolutely enjoyed I was just like, wow, this ought to be cool. This should be fun. Same. Total yeah. same. Total same. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so I learned. That was a lesson I learned. It was kind of a tough, tough one, but it was the most awkward situation I've ever been in. We both, he was like, well, I'm not going to use this material, you know, and I was like, okay, good. Like, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. You know, so we, we did continue to work together and I sent him some people that were relevant to what he had to do and the interviews were great and it wasn't any, anything bad on him. You know what no, I mean? No, no, no. It was it's just, just uh, it, neither of us did our due diligence, you know, and we both paid the price for it. It's all, so that it's was all, definitely it's all the prep. It's all, the, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot to be said for, for pre, which, I mean, even before we started recording this, we had another pre session mm -hmm. just to make sure we understood where we were going and where this could go. Because um, one of my questions is going to be in the midst of all of this. Obviously, you work from home, and that yes, means you work. You, that means you work. You, that means you work in a home environment with other elements, including yes, your little ones. <laughs> and I'm and and I'm sure that that presents other challenges um, within within because like even here I. I work from home too. This is this yeah. gray screen. Actually, this gray screen is supposed to be green. I got my green screen. I haven't put it up yet. But it's, uh, although although I don't know if you know this, but Zoom, you can now put backgrounds behind you. I did not know that. I, I, I've seen people do this. Um, within, within, because like even here, I I work from home too. This is this yeah. gray screen. Actually, this gray screen is supposed to be green. I got my green screen. I haven't put it up yet. But <laughs> it's, uh, although, although I don't know if you know this, but Zoom, you can now put backgrounds behind you. 
I did not know that. I, I, I've seen people do that, but I wasn't sure if it was like an add-on feature or something. It's in sure. it's it's in Zoom. What's funny is you don't need a green screen for it; it just does it. But anyway, oh, that's cool. Irrelevant. Anyway, the, the, <laughs> but but the but the fact is is that we both work from home. We have other people around. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you manage? Is it is it a time blocking thing? Is it a because we're both entrepreneurs, and I'm sure entrepreneurs right. are going to be like, well, let's see if this is the same thing. I want people to see that the trend is fairly similar across the board. Like, yeah. how do you block your time? Especially because you have a little one. Not, and I'm not talking about pets, guys. She has a little one. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and, that, and, that, and that little one needs time. So how do, you, mm. how do you work your way around those things? I mean, what do you consider? What do you, I mean, how do you, how do, you do it? It was a, it's been a huge time evolution over the last few years. Um, when I first started doing this, I mean, she was a baby, she was a baby, an infant, you know? And so, um, it was honestly easier when she was a baby because, you know, she wasn't mobile. She couldn't get around, you know? Yeah. Once, once they start moving, it changes Uh everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I mean, honestly, back then I just kind of blurred out and did my thing and, once she got a little bit bigger, um, she was around two when I brought Samantha on. And uh, so that's when she was like a little person. Yeah. And so I, and I was also having, I was jumping on a lot more calls back then than I am uh-huh. now. So uh-huh. I was time blocking my calls in our time blocks. And then I was just rushing through the call as fast as I could to make sure that I got out of there in like 10, 15 minutes. So that I could get back out there and, you know, she, you know, play sure. with her and make sure, sure. she's good by my next call. You know what I mean? Sure. So sure, sure, sure. she got, she got really used to, um, you know, she knew when I was on a call and she was, I mean, 50% of the time she was good, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it just, luckily I work with really patient people who are also in the same position and usually their kids are screaming at them in the background too, you know? So I mean, that that's the good thing about this industry is that we're all pretty much in the, in the same position. And it was really, it's really about making sure that I'm working with patient people and time blocking. Now she's five. She just turned five. And so she fully understands now what's going on. She's not super, she's like, I, I make sure that, uh, I, her and me and her dad also got, are getting a divorce. So I now have her 50% of the time instead of all the time. And so I'm able to make sure that I don't work really when I have her unless I really need to. So now it's okay. She's about to start school too. So that's going to be a whole other way for me to be able to continue to work and have more days working, you know, but yeah, it's just about flexibility. And I would say the, the biggest thing is saying no. That's a huge one is saying no to somebody if you can't do something instead of just forcing it and, you know, having the whole house burn down, you know, like I, I had to learn how to just say, no, I'm done with calls for the day <laughs> and done, yeah. or, or be able to say, this doesn't need to be a call. We can, we can text about this or we can email yeah. about this. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's just about flexibility. And, you know, so <laughs> I definitely learned that I don't need to be jumping on 10 calls a day. You know, that was a big one that I learned along the way. I was, I literally was having 10 calls a day while she was two years old. And I was like, try just trying to yeah, make sure that everything exactly. stayed afloat, you know, yeah. I, I, I learned how to make sure that my leads were more qualified and, and everything along the way as well. So like I said, it's just been a big time evolution and, you know, I think it's definitely getting a lot easier now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, a lot easier. I, I completely agree. And, and one of the things I think that we as entrepreneurs are very good at is mentally weighing ourselves down with we have to we have to we have to yeah when the truth is as you just stated 
This doesn't necessarily have to be a phone call. This could be a text. Exactly. This could be an instant message. This could be an email. Um, you know, if it's if it's super important and there needs to be an audible called, yeah, then call me. Yeah. You know, yes. but at, at at which point there better be an audible. I don't know if you ever heard that 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 audio that says it's two in the morning. Somebody better have died, or some house may be on fire, and you need, you need yeah. to come with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Else not, exactly. somebody's in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. That's, that's how I feel. For same-day calls, I feel the same way. Like, usually yeah. you've got you to schedule it in with me or yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, sure. I mean, even for us, now with some of the clients that I work with, obviously there's, you know, depending on the, the structure, if it's a company, people are in at a certain hour, uh, unless it's the CEO or any mm -hmm. of the C-levels who will take calls at just about any hour. But, even, you know, it's one right. thing I, I found really interesting. When you get up into the executive levels, like EVP and C-level, mm -hmm. they're available, but they're available like we are, only at certain times. Yep, for yeah, sure. I mean, and, and unless they say, call me at seven, because that's when I'll be available, mm -hmm. you might as well just send them an email or a text. Yeah, definitely. And I, honestly, that's the way it should be to me. <laughs> that's what I, I should do with everybody. I agree. I, I think, I think again, and this, this, this might lend down into the rabbit hole of mental health. I think we overstress ourselves way too often. And both yes. you and I have had to learn this. You, you've gone through it. I've gone through it where nobody's going to die if I don't get on the phone. Mm -hmm. Nobody's bleeding out. I don't need to get on the phone. Yep. Um, I have friends that take one or two appointments per day. Mm -hmm. and that's it. And that's it. And they're like half hour calls. The rest of the day, they're gone. They're checked out. Yep. And they're, and they're doing fine as entrepreneurs. Them. Yeah, they've, they've figured it out. They've actually got like yeah. a full VA thing and they have all of their systems sure. in the back. Mm -hmm. so, they're, so they're good. Um, and in actuality, I should probably send one of them your way. Um, oh, hey. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk. I'll have to talk to him because he's, 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 a, he's a digital nomad. He's pretty interesting. Um, Love and, it. And That's he knows right at, right at my alley of clients. <laughs> oh, he's and, and he knows that he knows the VA game inside out. He's got his own company, does all of that stuff. He's his nice. he's he's a digital CEO. He's he's really good at it. Um great kid. Dude, too. this is the exact this is what I'm talking about. The strategic partnerships e and referral e partners, this is it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and, and and mind you, it's not just gonna stop here. I mean, as as I get more people coming through looking for, I know where to send them. I've just wanted to get you on here so I could learn more about what it is, how yeah. you do it, what's your process, because I want to be able to tell them so that when they get to you, they're ready. Yeah. I, the, one thing I, the one thing I, I've always hated is if I'm going to send somebody a referral, oh, here, here's an introduction. You figure it out. That's such a waste. I mean, For if sure. I'm going to send you something, I want to send you something that says, okay, here's who it is. Here's what they do. Here's what they're about. This is what they're looking for. Can you help them before yeah. I send it? Can you help them? That's really helpful as the person that, that is being referred to because I've had what you just described happen to me countless times. Where I'm sure. Go, okay, so I know so-and-so connected us and I realize you have no idea what I do, but here, <laughs> let me, you know, and it's like, it's like selling to an iceberg, a freezing cold iceberg. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work. Here's, here's, Cor here's Courtney. Just go talk to her. <laughs> what? What do I need Courtney for? Yeah, right. Who, who yeah, who's Courtney? Who's Courtney? Oh, she's some French-American she does some cool <laughs> shit, you know, go talk to her. Oh, and she does podcasting. Come on. I mean, if you, why do I need her? Yeah, exactly. What is, when is she, she, what, what? Podcasting is cool. Then I yeah. think I have a podcast, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that's the other thing too. Oh, oh, by the way, as, as a, as a, as a thought, um, 
you work mostly for people that are looking to guest on podcasts. Do you also work with podcasts to get them guests? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that's, that's same? So you do both sides. Yeah, we do both sides. I mean, really, the the sending the podcast guests thing is it's not exactly like a a service. Like it just happens because we have a referral network, uh, and so we okay. just so happen to send them those guests. Like it's not something they hire me for. Gotcha. It's just uh yeah, it's just a network of people. So I have stuff that I'm about to start offering my network of podcasters uh, that is about to happen. Yeah, Woo! but uh, for, yeah, you, you will, for now, you will, yeah. you will of course send me that offer when that comes out so I can of promote course it. I, love I, it. Yes. I, I, yes. I would look forward to doing that. I would love that. I'll, I'll put it in on one of the breaks. Awesome. Love it. Cool. Um, so when we're talking about branding, this is, I'm kind of taking a little shift here. When we're talking yeah. about branding and podcasting, how do you, or because I know you have to go through a process with, the, with all of your guests, how do you take somebody down that path so that they understand their brand before they get onto a podcast? What, what kind of things do you do? What kind of exercises do you take them through? Um, I mean, we, on each of my consultation calls, basically just sales calls, we go over all of, we go over what they're, what they're offering, what their message is, what their audience demographics are where they're sending the traffic, almost everything that we've covered today. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how, how the traffic flows through all the stuff, you know? So um, that's something that we cover on the consultation call. And then from there, Samantha, uh, she's my operations manager. She oversees, you know, all the operations, outreach, nice. booking, all of that stuff. Yeah. So um, she is like a special mind when it comes to our network of podcasters. And so if she notices something that maybe needs to be reworded or is in conflict with one of their competitors, like she's on it, she is on it. And she, she knows, you know, so I, we have a client that I don't want to get too specific because I don't want it to seem like I'm nope, calling okay. this person out, but, uh, their brand, her slogan it was like one or two words off from a a negative brand that was like against what she was doing yep. and they had almost the same slogan and so we couldn't get her onto shows because they were like do you re-, the, the hosts were like do you realize that what she's saying sounds exactly like this yeah. and it's like you know, it was a negative thing you yeah. know so yeah. so we we've to- we told her you know okay so this is why we're not landing you like super good shows because your your tagline is the same as this person's negative and this negative entity you know what i mean and so this is why we're not able you know so that's that's the kind of thing that we're on top of and we want to make sure that that we're we're landing them the best opportunities and so if we notice that for some reason you know uh, some part of their branding isn't working for them we're gonna say something you know what i mean like sweet yes i totally know what you mean that's a Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good point i think a lot of people um in their in their intent to get a message out. And this is a good thing on branding. Um, I got to get a couple of my branding friends to get on here too. Um, the intent is well meant, but we all, but we all know what road is paved well with that. (laughs) Yeah. So I I, I think, I think, I think taking an honest look at what your brand is and what it's trying to get across, because there is a difference between brand and brand message. Mm-hmm. I think people need to take a minute and actually look at that before coming to someone like you and saying, this is my message. And it's like, oh, yep. nice message. But uh, did you happen to notice 
yeah, take a look at the market, you know, take a look at everything and, and your competitors and, and the opposite side of the market if there is one, you know what I mean? And, really, and, there, and there always is. Do you, do you mm-hmm. find that pretty common? I mean, as far as the, the people that come to you and, and are looking for guidance for stuff like that, do you find that's fairly common amongst yeah. them that they're not yeah. quite clear what their brand is or their, you know, their tagline yeah. might be? Absolutely. That's really common. You know, a lot of the, we work with a lot of people that they are just starting out with, with online visibility at all. You yeah. know what I mean? And so yeah. a lot of people that are like, I've never been interviewed before and I don't even know how to tell my story. So I need to start off really small shows so I can get used to being interviewed. And the same goes with branding stuff and, and all of that. I mean, I work with a lot of people who are just starting, you yeah. know, they're, they're just publishing their first book or whatever, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty common. Remind me, I need to send you a copy of my book. Yes, um, please do. I would love that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that over to you. Um, it's, it was it was published for a short moment, then I pulled it off because I I think it needs a little bit of rewriting. But I think, for the most part, you'll you'll understand more of how I think when you read it. Um, I would love to read it. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's based on business etiquette. No, oh, awesome. Which cool. Which which you and I and and I, this is why I think you'll you'll appreciate a lot of it is because both of us have been dealing with a lot of the issues that <laughs> that I outline in the book yeah. as please people <laughs> don't <true>. do this <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to read it it's gonna be good I'm excited. Should, I, I, I hope so but I, and I want feedback if you don't mind um, yeah of course so what's the is there is there a company name is there a for, for your for your service is there do you have oh, a company yeah, zippy content zip zippy content.com oh. is is yeah Okay, you can so find it's zip- everything. Cool, and then people can find you online and on and on social and. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know they can find is Courtney B Zippy content on on Facebook. Yeah, Courtney B Zippy content is my name on Facebook. Uh, Zippy content Courtney is my Instagram handle. Um, and that, I don't know yeah, I'm not following you. I have to find you. I'm gonna have to find that. I could have sworn we were following each other. That's weird. I, on Facebook. No, I know, but on Instagram, I'm not sure. I'll go look. I'll make sure. Okay. And yeah, because I I do everything I can to make sure I'm connected. Are you on LinkedIn? I am on LinkedIn, yes. Sweet, good. Make sure. Yes. Well, so that's I'll get just all... Courtney Blair. That's just Courtney Blair on LinkedIn. So we'll we'll, um, we'll put the we'll put the relevant ones your your dot com, your Facebook, and your your Instagram for the most part for now. Love it. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Because that's I, that's where I see you putting up the most content. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm really active. Uh, definitely re- very active on Facebook uh, and and active on Instagram for sure. Those are those are my two very. You can get a hold of me there any time of day, pretty much. So. So where you're, where you're at right now in your fifth year, what are some of the biggest wins you've had? And what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now? Because you're growing, obviously. So what do you got? Yeah, biggest wins uh, right now, I would say we are in the most evolutionary, transformative time of our careers. I mean, we've, we've gotten a lot of people's attention who uh, – had never even heard of anyone doing this before. You know what I mean? Like it's not very common. I know there are people out there that do it, but uh, we've just kind of made a name for ourselves in the industry. And uh, so we've, we've got some big time partnerships happening, uh, several new service offerings that are going to be coming out very soon. So we're, we're pretty much aiming to be all around podcasts, everything, you know what I mean? So that's really what, what is going to happen. Uh, I have a course that I'm releasing soon with, that I'm partnering up with one of my clients. So nice. that is also going to be released. Yeah. So I can't, I can't give too much information. I'm about to record the material. Uh, <laughs> For now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a, me and Sam are flying out to go re record the material for the course, and it's all going to be awesome. together. So we're going to be able to offer that in a couple months. <laughs> I'm so that, that you don't know how happy that makes me because that's that's like Thank anytime you. I hear that somebody can actually offer their expertise and be able to share it with others and make an income off it, that's sweet. Yeah. We're really excited about it. I can so. well imagine, and you should be. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. definitely um, biggest loses or failures or shortcomings or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would say last year around this time was the most difficult time of mine and Sam's careers. I mean, literally, I we went probably four or five months without anybody making any payments. Like we hadn't made any money and we were down to pennies. Like I was literally telling Sam like, look, there's a chance I won't be able to pay you next week. You know what I mean? And so if that's the case, like do what you want, you, but you don't have to work. You know what I mean? And so I had that conversation with her last year around this time. And I went through like a whole depression. I thought I was watching Zippy die. You know, like I was so dramatic about it. I was like, my business is dying. And it was oh. like this whole thing. And so really what that did was it forced me and Sam to think outside the box, take a look at our operations, where, where we were falling short, where, you know, the wrinkles in the fabric were mm -hmm. happening. And yeah. we, iron, we ironed it out. You know what I mean? And so we, we literally took our entire operational everything and went whoop, and flipped nice. it. And we... We changed, we got rid of all the things that weren't working and it saved everything. It honestly saved everything. And I have Sam to thank for that. I mean, she honestly was like, okay, let's do this, you know? And she just had a revelation one day of like a better way that we could do it and implemented it. And now all the issues that we were having back then gone with her last year around this time. And I went through like a whole depression. I thought I was watching Zippy die. You know, like I was so dramatic about it. I was like, my business is dying. And it was oh. like this whole thing. And so really what that did was it forced me and Sam to think outside the box, take a look at our operations, where, where we were falling short, where, you know, the wrinkles in the fabric were mm -hmm. happening. And yeah. we, iron, we ironed it out. You know what I mean? And so we, we literally took our entire operational everything and went whoop, and flipped nice. it. And we... We changed, we got rid of all the things that weren't working and it saved everything. It honestly saved everything. And I have Sam to thank for that. I mean, she honestly was like, okay, let's do this, you know? And she just had a revelation one day of like a better way that we could do it and implemented it. And now all the issues that we were having back then, gone. Awesome. Completely gone. Yeah. Sweet. And it's been, it's been, we literally, after we, we, overhauled everything and then we launched it and we like we we're like okay guys we're ready to do this again and then from that here then on out it was just it's been pretty seamless you know so Love to and the growth that. is just continuing to happen yeah so that was a tough moment that was a tough few months last year uh but those are the those pivotal moments that any entrepreneur can can relate to you know so oh, and I sure. think now in hindsight it was very necessary for us to reach that point because neither of us would have ever seen how we could have flip things around if we weren't forced to, you know, so. You always learn from your mistakes and your failures mm -hmm. than you do from your successes. Successes means yeah. nothing's broke, so you don't try to fix it. For sure. I, you, you actually epitomized an old saying from a, uh, an old motivational speaker that I know of, a guy by the name of Willie Jolly. That is his name, not lying. Great, Great guy. Name. Great yeah, name. He's, he's, he's a singer, a jingle writer, and uh, actually a pretty successful entrepreneur. He, jingle writer yeah that is great yeah he, <laughs> I yeah this, i love this person <laughs> he's 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 you, you when you look him up he's amazing um i 
met and learned of him, wow, back in the 90s. Um, he was speaking at a, at a convention on a breakout session. And I just liked his name. So yeah. I, mean, I, just, I just liked his name. I said, Willie Jolly is going to be talking about motivation. I'm like, Willie Jolly, this guy's got to be awesome. So let's go see what he's about. Sold, yeah. One, one of, yeah, exactly. One of, the, one of the things that he said um, was that a setback is a setup for a comeback. You and oh, Sam lived that. that. You and Sam lived that because you literally, yeah. it was a setback. But you guys set up for a real comeback. And look now, now you're talking more seamless, better qualified potential clients mm-hmm. and, and just a, an easier flow in business. That's yeah. pretty much correct, yeah? So, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, because we all go through this mental shit of, 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 oh my God, it's going downhill. What am I doing? What am I going to do? Ah! Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The full, the full. Why, why do I think of, why do I think of Avengers when Loki comes back in and says, "I've been falling for a half hour." Um, <laughs> you know, talk to the doctor over there. Um, I, I, I think, and and this goes into the mental health part of things. I think a lot of which we were just talking about last week with behavioral science. So this this kind of ties in. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have a tendency because we are passionate people. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but most entrepreneurs I know are extremely passionate about what they do and they allow the emotion to run them over before they run over the emotion. Yeah. If that I, makes yep. sense. <laughs> I can see that. I lived that. Yeah, we, we, all, <laughs> I, and we all have. How did you, I, I, I'm going to go back to that real quick and I want, I want to run down that path because I think it'll give a good example of uh, the stages that we go through of because like you said you, you thought zippy was dying i mm-hmm. to to me i'm an old dude i've lived and failed long enough to know that that that's just not going to happen if you don't let it yeah but there's a mental process that goes behind that and i want you kind of sh- if you wouldn't mind sharing what happened through that time not so much the operational things that you guys figured out but the mental process that you had to run through to get to that point of going oh wait a minute no it's not dying we're gonna be okay if, mm-hmm. if you would please yeah yeah definitely uh it, it was a slow progression of watching watching sales slowly slow down and being, things in my head going, okay, plan B, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? And so yep. I, started, I started thinking about working for somebody again and what jobs I would apply for and all this stuff. And I just went down that whole rabbit hole of what if Zippy dies? You know what I mean? And right. it, it was a dark rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, I yeah. do not want to get back into say, gym sales. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yep. Nope, I got you. <laughs> you know, and I was like looking on indeed.com, like the job sites, like just trying to figure out what, because I, I, I'm confident I could get any job I, I wanted if I went out into the world. You know, I, I know that I could, you know, so I was just kind of going through and, and figuring out what, what exactly. And so after a couple months of of doing that, I started to go, dude, you are just giving up. You're just giving up. Like you are not even thinking about how to save your business. You're like, okay, what am I going to do when this thing croaks? You know, and that's, you know, that's what was happening. And so there was a couple conversations I had with Sam and, you know, I was like, dude, I don't know if we're going to make it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, uh, for us, like, we don't have like a whole bunch of overhead, like our, how we make this happen is man hours. You know what I mean? So it's not like we have to buy products and then flip them. You know what I mean? So 
I had to eventually get into the zone of like really considering what it would be like to work for another person. And I was like, there is no way that I'm going to get paid what I could get paid if I just put that energy back into my company. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yep. there's no, like I am, my, my, my time per hour is worth so much more when I'm putting it into my own thing. And that's how it is with everybody. Like I'm speaking to somebody right now too. Mm -hmm. You know yep. what I mean? Yep, like, you are. You know, so uh, that it eventually got to the point of going, okay, no, I refuse. <laughs> We're not just going to, I'm not just going to give up. I've never been a quitter. You know, it, like literally if, in order to quit something that I care about, I, it's like has to be like life. Right. You know, it has to be right. life or death. Right. Yep. <laughs> literally, yep. Yep. No, you know? no, that, that's true. Yep. You know, so uh, it, it, it just took getting to that rock bottom of, of going, okay, like this is what's going to happen if I don't light the fire under my ass, you know, pardon my French, but that's what's going to happen is I'm going to have to work for another person. So no. <laughs> was, yeah. No. So, so that, so that mental shift, when you, when you got to that point, how did you begin to reframe? What did you, what, what were the things that you began to tell yourself? What were the things you began to look for? How did you, how did you reinforce? Cause for one, um, I totally agree. Neither one of us is any good in that realm, we would never get paid yeah. what we're worth. I was a terrible employee anyways, so I was like not good working for other people. For those <laughs> that are listening, I'm raising my hand as well. <laughs> <laughs> but what did, what did, how did you, how did you, I mean, what things did you do? Was it, was it listening to stuff, affirmations, talking to people, a combination? What did you do? It was definitely, uh, there was, a, it was a team effort. It took a village. I had a lot of people that were like, Courtney, my dad was one of them. He's, he's like a, he was my very first client ever. Like he, I actually worked for him first before I even started Sweet. finding him interviews. Yeah. So, uh, he was my very first client. And so he's like, I was talking to him about it. Periodically he'll ask me how things are going. And so I told him, you know, terrible things are going terrible, you know? And so he, he kind of helped me figure out, okay. So, cause he's like, He's like, Courtney, you're my daughter. I know, I know how you are because I'm so much like him. He's like, you, you choose Daddy's not to girl. look at your, yeah, he's <laughs> like, you choose not to look at your finances because it's hard. You know, like it's not something that you enjoy looking at, which is still true. I, I, even when things are good, I'm like, ah, it just stresses me out looking at money for some reason. <laughs> something I got to get past. But he was like, okay, so, you know, how much do you need to make per month in order to just keep doing what you're doing and to not have to go you know, and then he kind of helped me figure out, okay, so who, who do you need to reach out to, you know, and it was really just a step-by-step, -step, take a look at what you're doing, what needs to change, and what is something that you can do right now to turn things around that would be a step in the right direction, and that was what I was having a hard time seeing yeah. because I was so close to the situation that I had to have him go, no, take a step back, look at you, look at this, you know, and so that was the most transformative thing was talking to him. And I, I had a few other people that I spoke with that told me the same thing. And, you know, so. Isn't it, interesting like how, isn't it interesting the trend of what's, what's common when we start getting into that mode? Yeah. And, and sure. how we, we start sitting here going, that's like the fourth time I've heard this. Maybe there's something yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and sometimes it takes like that many times for it to really be driven home, you know, but yeah, I, I feel that by the way, I want to link to one of your dad's podcasts. He sounds like a really interesting guy. I'm going to want to listen. So find me one. please. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you one for sure. He's in, yeah. he's in psychology, mental health, oh, even uh, better. all that stuff. Even yeah, better. So. Yes. I just mm -hmm. remember I mentioned uh, David Shaw earlier. He's a psychology, uh, 
major. He's going for mm-hmm. his PhD. Uh, I had Kurt Nelson last week as a behavioral scientist, lead science, uh, scientist at Lantern. Um, I have another psychology major coming on. If your dad's in that realm and there's stuff to talk about mm-hmm. and there's research, I want to talk to your dad. Cool. Yeah, he would love that. Definitely. I, I, cool. And, I'll learn that. and, and for, the, for the simple reason, I still don't think a lot of entrepreneurs, everybody's listening to all the good stuff. Like you, you want to talk about marketing, it's Joe Polish all day. You want to right. talk about uh, outsourcing, it's Tim Ferriss. And Tim's got some other cool shit too. You want to talk about success, it's Tony. Tony's about the only one that I hear talking so much about mental health, but not talking about mental health. For sure. Yeah, he just talks about motivation and, and getting your shit in gear. But right. nobody, nobody explains enough, and that's why I'm going to have Kurt back. I don't think anybody explains enough why it is that we run down these thought attack processes. Mm, and, you're going to like talking to my dad. Oh, <laughs> He's a good person to talk to you about this for sure. Good, good, good. Awesome. But, the, but the mere fact that you took that time and went down, that, went down the, the road to talk to different people to figure out what's going on, what your dad did, I would have done too, by the way. Because my, my first question would be, what are the hard things that you hate doing? That's, that's mm-hmm. usually my first question. And the reason that I asked, because <laughs> we all hate doing it. The reason that I usually ask that question is because when you're in the middle of your own storm, it's damn near impossible to see past the end of your nose. That's mm-hmm. why your dad said take I'm a step the back. most typical person when it comes to that stuff too. It's like entrepreneurs, <laughs> entrepreneurs. It's a common thread that I've seen that entrepreneurs share that type of perspective. We love being right. in the midst of all the shit, not realizing that we can't see what's going on because we're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. If we step outside or have somebody like dad or a friend or a colleague looking from the outside going, well, what about this? And that's the yeah. shit that's over here that we hate turning our head to look at for them to go, you need, you need to look. Yep. And I know it hurts, but you need to look. Cause that that's part exactly. of, that's part of your setup for the comeback. And, and exactly. it's like, cause, cause you're like me. I hate looking at the books. I hate, oh, this is why I have a freaking accountant. I hate looking at the books. <laughs> yeah. It I don't like the, that part of myself either. Cause I want to enjoy it, but it's like, it's so stressful. But yeah. Because we have, cause we know what's coming next. It's like they're seeing in, in, in what we do, because we deal with certain services and licenses, we do have some overhead. But mm-hmm. it's, it's also figuring out what part of that overhead can we mitigate? What part of those? Th- and so I, you know, I have two partners. Thank goodness I have two partners because they've shown yeah. me other things that I never thought I would have ever been able to do. Um, so important. And, and, they, and they have definite different perspectives from me, not just from, from each other, but from me. Mm-hmm. So then when they say something, I have something to listen to and chomp into. I got, I got meat on the bone. Yeah. I think, I think you and Sam have that. In your yeah. partnership, it's fairly obvious, um, and it's and it's interesting. I wanted to say um, you mentioned a little while ago uh, there that you didn't know a lot of people in this space. There's only two. There's only two companies I know that are in this space. You were the first one I came across because of Trish. The second one is another company that I usually go to because they have profiles and people set up stuff. And where I'm finding some of my guests. I'm probably going to have to yeah, talk with you more. That's the other one that I had heard of. I've, I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. definitely the other one that I've, that yeah, I've heard of. It's a completely it's, different platform than ours. It is completely different platform and they, and they have a, they have a different way of promoting it. So it's, it's, it's uh, genre similar, but not, not definitely specifically similar, which is cool. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, you're probably pulling a lot more of the kinds of guests that I should be interviewing because I'm kind of a starter podcast. If you think about it. I mean, I've had some great guests. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. to have some of the experts that I've had on there, I'm probably a little ahead of where I, where I normally am, but I'm thankful for that. Like I mean, having somebody like you on here, you know, it's, 
uh, it's that's even ahead of me. You you do you've done more than I've done in my time. I think this is, I think this is episode ninety seven, and that's it. That's great. Yeah, no, no, it, it, don't get me wrong. It's, it's wonderful. I'm I'm excited for one hundred. I'm going to to pump that one really big. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me know. I'll help you. I'll help you promote that one too. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of. <laughs> but and this and this, I think, I think if I think if people in general. I mean, we have friends that are colleagues that are not anywhere near this. People in general were more willing to share more. I think people have gotten so busy again, even in the midst of everything that we've not been doing. Thank you, COVID. That, <laughs> that people have forgotten, you know, if you're going to sit at home and you're going to listen to something, if you like it, why aren't you sharing it? My headphones just died. Hold on a second. Oh, it's all good. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Oh, wait, can you hear me? me turn off the, uh, I'm going to turn this off. It's just dying. Let me know if the audio changes. Hold on one second. Okay. You're still there. I can hear you. I don't know. Hold on a second. I can't hear you. So give me. There we go. You must switch the audio. <laughs> okay, that's better. Is did the audio change at all? Can you? Is it... A little bit, but it's it. I can still hear you. You're fine. Okay, I'll just get closer to it. Yeah. Get a little closer. <laughs> You remember that jingle? I do. What's it from? Arid Extra Dry. The, the deodorant. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I actually remember that. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember that jingle. Oh my God. Willie I'm Jolly. Old. Willie, jo Willie Jolly would be definitely proud. I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote the damn jingle. Right. Um, some of those things you just never forget. I don't know why. That's that. that and, what was it? Um, uh, he wrote the damn jingle. Right. Um, some of those things you just never forget. I don't know why. That's that. that and, what was it? Um, uh, double mint. Yeah. Double mint gum. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't, I unfortunately remember it because a, a, a comedian took one of the jingles and, and explained how innuendo-ish it was. <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, juicy fruit. It's gonna move you, right? Mm -hmm. Remember the beginning yep. lines to that? I don't remember. Take a sniff, pull it out. The taste is gonna move you when you pop it in your mouth. <laughs> he, and he asked, I, you know what? But it, I'll tell you what, they made a killing on that campaign. I'm sure they did. And he's like, does anybody else get the innuendos on this? And I, after, after he did that, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they, they, and they're putting this on TV at prime time when all the kids are watching. What are we, what are we doing? Yeah, the parents are over here and going, oh my gosh. Uh, the parents aren't even catching it. That was the funny part is he had to point it out for everybody to go, oh my gosh, no. I never thought about that. Nobody's. <laughs> I think people, I think people gloss over a lot of shit these days. <laughs> That's true. It's easier that way. <laughs> Speaking of glossing over, um, <laughs> running back towards taglines and models and things of that nature, what are some of the best ones you've heard of? And what are some of the ones that were like, um, maybe we should change that. Um, definitely the one I was referring to earlier. So I can't, I'll get a little bit more specific so that you can understand. You don't have to get absolutely and just, the, you know, like the funny yeah. ones are the ones I'm looking um, for. Some of the best hilarious, if you got any. I can't remember exactly what the, what the tagline was, but it was for somebody who was advocating against binge eating. Like that's like what her, what her uh, specialty was. And her tagline was a word off from a an eating disorder campaign from the 80s 
Right. And so that was one of those situations where we were like, ah, like this is not good. Like this is not <laughs> the type of, that is not the type what you want to be going for. You know what I mean? So, um, I can't, I can't remember what the taglines were like off the top of my head though. Uh, it, but it, um, that was definitely the most like ah, situation that we've had. For when, sure. when you, yeah. When you get a screamer like that, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, train breaks now. Yeah, it's time to rethink some things, people. Yeah. Before this freight train starts rolling out the station, we got to fix the wheels. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> I, I, I think that a lot of times, and again, it, obviously it wasn't intentional, uh, but I think a lot of times, going back to branding, people forget what they're saying and how it's perceived. It was, it was taught to me years ago, perception is about 90% of everything. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's say, everything when it, it comes to communi communication. It's not, it's not what you're saying. It's how the person is, is receiving it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, can't, you can't control what somebody hears, but you can definitely control the content that you put out so that when they hear it, the right message is, is conferred. Exactly. Um, I, I don't think people spend enough time on that. Agreed. Okay, I was going to say, maybe it's just me, but I'm glad you agree because I just, I see too often even the big brands nowadays, some of them are getting a little out of hand um, yeah, without going into specific. Yeah, they're getting a little edgy. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think they're, they're forgetting when you, when, you, when you start pushing on messaging that isn't necessarily for the greater good, greater good. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I'll stick with the, I'll stick on the, on the side of just being positive. Um, there was a there was an ad back in I, I want to say the early 2000s um, and I, I remember that it was presented to Nike but I don't I ultimately think it was not I don't think it was actually played and, it, and I remember seeing it as a as an example of of good advertising that could be misconstrued right and I honestly thought nothing was wrong with the ad it it basically showed women athletes with Nike, but, but not the celebrity athletes, people like you and me. Right. Going out and getting healthy, um, mm -hmm. doing things that, that, you know, em, em, are empowering and it, and it showcased, it showcased women. I mm -hmm. thought it was a great way to put women into a frame that was like, Hey, it's good. It's strong. It's athletic. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. They never aired it. And they said the reason that they hadn't aired it was they didn't want to send out the wrong message. And I'm like, well, what message do you think that was sending? Because there was nothing in it that pushed off any other group yeah. or gender or anything. It just said, hey, hmm. you know, go be strong. Go do it, you know. Yeah. You, you, have that, you have that ability, and Nike supports that. So, again, I, I, and yet they, they turn around and they do other things. I'm not talking about Nike. I'm talking about all the big box brands. They're all For doing sure. weird things these days, and I'm going, mm -hmm. and, and your message is what? Yep. It's been, I mean, I get a couple of things I've, I've pinned are rebrands. Yeah. That's all that's, it is, is a rebrand. A lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot, well, and, and I, and I honestly think, and I could be wrong on this. I have been before, but I honestly think that it's, it's the brands haven't been doing as well as they've done for so many years. Mm -hmm. And they're taking the opportunity to change the brand, to give it a fresh look. I don't think the premise that they're using is the proper way to, to redo it. For sure. I don't, I don't think they're going to get as much traction as they think they're going to get from changing the brand. 
under the circumstances. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I, if you're, if you have a brand and there's no reason to change it, do you change it just because do you change it because of a trend? Do you adjust your message? I mean, what have you in the podcasting world? I don't know if that's the death of your brand or what, what do you, do you have an opinion on that? That's a really good question. I mean, I, I guess I would say it, it would be situational. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if, if things are going great and you don't have any reason to change it, but you still do, I don't know if it would be because something is in alignment for you. You know what I mean? And so you yeah. feel like you need to change it. And it's not necessarily about like the demographics of your clients or your customers, mm -hmm. but more mm -hmm. like, you know, so I get that. And, and to me, that would be the only reason to change something if it's not broken. You know sure. what I mean? As if you're sure. just realizing that it, something's just not in alignment with you anymore. But yeah, definitely taking a look at, at having that outsider's perspective and being, having somebody that, that is able to look at what you have going on and say, see, but if, the, you know, if this person's watching, it might come across this way. You know, that's, that's super important. It's really, really important. You know what I mean? And that's, that's one of the things that, that we help our clients with is, is, you know, making, yep. is being that perspective <clears throat> of saying, okay, so if I'm an audience member and you say this, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. you know, it's, it's pretty important, but I mean, we don't advise people to change something if, you know what I mean? And, unless it's just not in alignment with them, you know? Right. Right. I, I think, I think too often and this, this can become a real quick trap, um, confirm or deny, if you will. Um, I think changing a brand because of a trend is a bad idea. Yeah, a thousand percent agreed. And I think that your, your true clients are going to be able to tell that you're like, you're trying, you're just trying to be somebody that you're not, you know what I mean? I think authenticity is, is the key across the board with anybody when it comes to this stuff. Uh, and if you're changing some, something just to, appease some certain demographic don't do it you know what i mean yeah. honestly yeah. like in my in my personal experience i so to to fall back on on just kind of like how i've been with my own pr and like mm -hmm. my own you know like mm -hmm. I, people ask me you know why are you talking about your past drug use you know what i mean why do you yeah. talk about this stuff why are yeah. you talking about trauma and like all this stuff when it's not it doesn't have anything to do with your company you know what I mean? And, and, but does it see, I, you know, and I, for a long time I was like, it doesn't, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just kind of going with it, but my clients, my clients see, see those things and those stories and they hear, you know, about my, me personally. And they go, me too. Also, I could be your client. You know what I mean? So it's like, those are the people that we want to work with. If I, if I went and changed, like I had somebody recommend to me that, you know, Courtney, no more of this depressing stuff. Happy. You know what I mean? Be happy. That's how you're going to pull in the right clients. You know what I mean? And I'm like, if I, if I went out there and was like, happy, go lucky, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I, I just don't imagine. I mean, and that's great. You know what I mean? If that's my feeling, then so be it. You know what I mean? But I don't think that me not talking about the, the other stuff is going to, is going to help me pull in business. You know what I mean? Like, the people that are maybe turned off by, by, you know, my past drug use or talking about things that make them a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to work with those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. work with people that vibe with, with what I have going on. And, you know, so yeah, that's, that's your, that's your right as an entrepreneur for mm -hmm. one. 
and I'll, I'll return the thousand percent agreement with you. Uh, if you're not authentic and you're being inauthentic, people can also see that. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. Is yeah. that it would feel inauthentic if I just like removed all the other stuff I'm dealing with, only talked about the positive stuff. That would be inauthentic for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if this doesn't make sense to me, and if if somebody is is turned off because I I have have a life and I'm a human with issues, then that's okay. They don't have to work with me. You know what I mean? We probably wouldn't be working good working together anyways. I, because, I think because that alignment isn't yeah. on point. You know, so that's why it's important to just stick to stick to you, you know what I mean? And stick to what works and, and the people that are meant to work with you will gravitate towards that. Yeah. The old cliche, you do, you just really works well. Um, I, mm. I agree. And I think, cause even for me, when I, when I have conversations with whoever, um, there are times when I'm on a zoom and I'll be in a t-shirt mm -hmm. and I'll forget. And then they'll get online they'll be super dressed and I'll look at them and I'll apologize and say, I'm sorry. I, I forgot that this was that kind of a meeting. I hope you can excuse me. I am working from home and I've always gotten the same response, even from sea levels. Don't worry about it. This is how I dress. It's all good. I've worked with mm -hmm. some of them. I've worked with some, I've worked with all of them. Um, and there are conversations I'm having with others. I'll at least, it, it depends to who it is that I'm talking to and what the premise is before we get on a call, how, how I feel about it. Um, is it right to always to, to do that ever? Most in business would say, no, you show up, a, even in my business etiquette, it's like, no, you show up a level higher than you think you need to be dressed. I mean, you obviously did, and I feel underdressed as it is, but, <laughs> but, but the, yeah, you guys ought to see what she looks like. She looks great. Um, and, and I'm sitting here in a freaking polo with, with, with a, with a COVID beard. Yeah. Um, but I, I've often noted that people have appreciated the fact that the genuineness of who I am uh, has always been present for them. And, yeah. and if they need something, they know they don't have to worry about interrupting. Yep. You know, like I've, I've I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I've had the same exact thing happen to me. I've had calls where I thought I, I was in a bathrobe and I didn't realize it was going to be a video call. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, How many of those have we done? <laughs> I think, I think uh, those, those are the stories we live for, of course. Um, <laughs> there, have been, there have been two videos that have surfaced on Facebook. Um, one where at the end of a Zoom call, the guy forgot to turn off his camera, stood up, and he only had a shirt on and his, was oh, in his under, in his, and he was in his underwear. This is a company call. Um, and the other one I won't get into because it went a little too far, but at, at the same time, you got to wonder if it was staged. Um, <laughs> both, both were hilarious. But I, again, it goes back to being authentically you. Mm -hmm. And I've watched your posts on Facebook and I've seen what you've posted about your past. It's not offensive. You've always put it in the frame of, well, you've always put it in a frame that says, listen, this was, this is no longer. Mm -hmm. you've, you've basically shared an overcoming. And I think that's a lot stronger to share with people that if you can overcome your own stuff, what things can you help me overcome? I think that's mm -hmm. a lot more appealing than, oh, happy, happy flowers and butterflies. Yeah, thank you. That's, it's yeah. not going to, flowers and butterflies does not make me money. I'm going to run into some freaking walls. Can you help me mm -hmm. get past them? Oh, you've dealt with that. And you've dealt with that. And mm -hmm. your mom. And your business owner. Well, shit, you got to know something. For sure. I, I, mean, I, even I would think. Even taking it a step further. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. It's, this okay, happens so. all the time. It's how it works. Go for it. <laughs> even to take it a step further, I mean, I, I've, I've made posts that were business 
business, just about being interviewed on podcasts. And I get more business off of the ones where I'm talking about my personal life anyways. And I'm talking business where people are like, I just read your post about your, your past drug addiction. And wow, you know, I want to be your client. You know what I mean? Like it, that being authentic and like putting just vulnerability, you know, calculated vulnerability, uh, it's, it's, it's better. I mean, honestly, in my experience, it's been a better selling point than if I just go on there and say, Hey, this is the benefit of being interviewed on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, obviously that's just important, oh, yeah. but I get, I get more business off of just personal sharings that I have. You know I what th- I mean? And I that's think there's just a, a business from a business standpoint. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there's a huge difference between showing authority and showing authenticity. Mm-hmm. You can be an authority on anything. It's called read a freaking book. Yeah, <laughs> you can be an authority. Sure. You can be an authority in a month, honestly. Sure. Uh, I don't remember if you remember the movie Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. The reason that he was able to teach that college class, he read a chapter ahead of the class every night. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not hard. It's that simple. Yeah. But it's that simple. But the reason that they finally got him was because that I don't know if you saw that movie. If you haven't, I, go watch it's it. It's been so long. It's been so long. You're gonna have to. This is all a refresher. Leonardo DiCaprio plays this. Plays the uh, the guy who was a he was a criminal mind that was able to impersonate friggin' everybody. Right, right. And I remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember like he how literally. It ended. Yeah. it ended with one one final FBI agent coming up behind him, talking to him as he was walking away, and the FBI agent says, "You live for the thrill of the chase. No one's chasing you, not anymore." And he turns and walks off and literally DiCaprio stops in his tracks and looks up and like, shit, it's done. It's over. It's over. Yeah. So for, again, the authenticity allows for the chase. Yep. When you're, when you're real, when you're, when you're just an authority and you're, you're trying to, you're trying to live for the chase by being inauthentic, eventually people are going to call your game. Yep. And it it ties in with the branding conversation that we were having where it's like, really, like when it comes to branding, I, I, the most important thing is authenticity. And I cannot stress that enough. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's important to take a look at things from, I just want to make sure that things I'm saying aren't like contradicting each other. Like it's important. It is Mm -hmm. important to look at things from the audience perspective and you know what I mean? From maybe even your competition's perspective, things like that. But numero uno is definitely just being authentic and being true to yourself like that is the number one way that you're going to be able to i mean make sales <laughs> plain and simple yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like that's the biggest selling point is authenticity you know so yep yep i was i was actually a guest not long ago on the life transformation podcast hmm. and um that's run by sean douglas i don't know if you know who that is i recognize that i'm pretty sure we probably we probably have worked with him at some point I recognize the, that. the man is the man is a great dude um, he's been on my podcast and we like took an hour and a half talking about entrepreneurship and stuff. And, and I, we could have got another couple hours. I got to get him back, but he's, he's busy. Um, and what's funny is he's an active drill sergeant for the air force while he's doing his podcasting, while he's building another business, he's already That's built amazing. three businesses. The man's amazing. And he's a family man. He's a dad. He's yeah, got three wow. kids. So he's, he's able to manage all that, balance all that, and do podcasting. Superhero, man. That's wild. Good for him. He's, he's one of those guys. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. <laughs> You're okay. <clears throat> Caffeine and hydrate. <laughs> Dehydrates everybody. <clears throat> one of the cool things about him 
is his Life Transformation Podcast. He brings people on, talks about what they do, <clears throat> and where in their life did the transformation come. Most people, I haven't shared this on <laughs> since we're getting into the vulnerable stuff. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to be the first one to hear this on, on a podcast because oh, I've never really you. talked about this. Um, I feel very privileged. I feel honored that I get to share it. And <clears throat> one of my business partners knows a little bit about this because he watched me go through it. Mm. Um, through a, a portion of my life before I was doing all of this business development, I had been in sales, not very successfully, um, enough to get by, but not enough to really do well. Right. It got to a point where I was homeless. And if it wasn't for him, I'd have never had a place to lay my head. It was, <clears throat> it was a really rough time. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I, I've never gotten into the, like, I've never, I've never used drugs to, to the point of using it for relief as some people did or do. Um, but drinking was a factor. For sure. Yeah. Um, we know that one. We, we both do. And that's the reason why I'm sharing it. Um, it wasn't easy to get through. Um, and even after I left, uh, finally left that area, it didn't quite stop. There were still other issues afoot, and I still had a lot to get through. I was going through a divorce as well. Um, I had lost my son because, <clears throat> you know, I was homeless. What am I going to do? Where am I going to put him? It took me some years to even get over the fact of, of the judge taking my son away. And I, I actually got to see her about five years later and explained to her that, you know, at the time that you made the, the decision, I definitely didn't like the, the result. I, I was very much against the result. Mm-hmm. I said, but what I want to tell you is you made the right call. Thank you. You put my son in a place where he could be safe and my ego was not an issue. That's she, amazing. She actually thanked me for doing that because, you know, judges are never really sure. Right. They, they have a very hard job and they, they're hoping that they make the right decision with what's presented and they know shit gets twisted. So it, it, it depends yeah. on how, how people are. Anyway. That's amazing. So I've, so I've been down that road and I've been, I've been down that path of having to deal with a lot of the anxieties and things of that nature. Um, a lot of people wonder why I don't react very much when it mm-hmm. comes to some of the stressful situations that we all deal with. Um, I have a tendency to believe in the better result for the best. It may not be what I think is best, but for the best. Mm-hmm. That has kept me calm. It's kept me aware and it's kept me open to what may be better. As of that time, that same person who was a friend is now a business partner because he acquired some skill sets in search engine optimization that I have not seen. Killer. Yeah, and then we acquired one more one more friend who's also a, a a systems automation expert. So we have three guys now as as nice. partnerships. I have been asked numerous times, how is it that in the midst of all the shit that you're going through, that you're able to keep a smile on your face? I said because I know it's all going to work out. I don't know how. Love it. But I know it's going to work out. Eternal That's, optimist. Well, internal optimist. <laughs> Yes, but that's, for sure. But that's what I see when you post too, is you're not just being authentic. You're showing people there's a reality to all this. I get it. 
but it's not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hold me down. It's certainly not going to control my life. Um, with the latest, with the latest thing that you've been posting with regards to um, drinking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as I explained, I do enjoy a drink here and there. It's nowhere near what I used to do. Right. When I was in Maui, as an entertainer, I could share you some stories. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 talking nights worth of drinking. For and, sure. And and long ago, it was. <clears throat> it was tequila and beer and whatever else we could get our hands on to the point that I remember, I, I honestly remember one night sitting at a home. This was when I was a Polynesian dancer and musician sitting at a home. Everybody had been drinking. We had run out of beer and I started going around picking up people's beer cans to see who still had beer in it. Cause they had already fallen asleep. Everybody else was out except me. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as an, as an entertainer, that's kind of like that, at that time, I didn't realize it. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah, that's like sure. a clear freaking sign mm-hmm. that it's like. But I was also an entertainer, so I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I get up here. I'm a dad. I have to find work. I have to provide for my family. I have and now I have business partners that I that I need to to consider as well. Yeah, like, got to do, do right by them. You sure. got to do right by by everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. even even by you know when I do this, I got to do right by you, and not because I have to, but because I want to. The, the 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 whole purpose of me having you come on here was to share with people exactly what it means to do what you do, to be out there putting out their story, putting out their 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 brand, and getting it done correctly. So that keyword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, keyword keyword correctly. Correctly. <laughs> and, and realizing that there, isn't, there, is, there are different elements you have to consider. The authenticity, the realism, the optimism, internal optimism, I should say, and, mm. and the persistence. I, yeah. think, I think we've all had clients where we've had, we've had to continuously tell them, you need to be persistent on this. And then you need to stay consistent. Because yeah. like, we just did the consistency thing by saying not to, not to change because of trends. But the persistency thing. We both had clients, I'm sure, that would just sit there and go, I'm frustrated. I'm not getting any results. Okay, let's go back and take a look at things. Oh, Your yes. dad did it with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, think, I, think, I think as a whole, when we are more authentic about who we are and what we've done and where we've been, and, and I, I said this, at one of, I think it was the last podcast I did. I had two questions when I was back in Maui. Every morning, am I going to the beach? Am I going to my friend's house to play music? Those were my life questions. Before I ever got into business, I, my business experience started in 06. That's it. Love it. You know, so I had a very heavy ass learning curve mm-hmm. to catch up to everybody. You For know, sure. I and, can relate and, to that. Well, and, and here I am catching up even to you because this is a specialty that I'm not familiar with. I'm, I'm only doing podcasts. I don't know the rest of this story. I'm, I'm glad you're here telling us. Thank you. This well, it gives me it, it now gives me something that I can send off to my future guests. Going, hey, let's make sure that you have this in place and this in place. Not because I want to format everything; it's still a talk over coffee. But I want to make sure that I put them in the right light, and I can only do that if I know what you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, we're doing good. We got about another four or five minutes. Nice. So, what I'd like to ask two questions and I'm going to, I'll start and then you answer and then we'll do the last question. What would be the biggest piece of advice that you could offer any entrepreneur that's thinking about podcasting? Like either right now or in the near future, 
what's the biggest piece of advice you could offer them that you think would help? Um, I mean, the biggest, the biggest. Besides hire you. What's that? Besides hire you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, I mean, I know it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming, whether you're starting your own podcast, whether you're thinking about doing a podcast tour and being interviewed on a bunch. Uh, it can be overwhelming, especially if you are not, and you've never been in the industry before and you're just considering it. Uh, and for that reason, it can be easy to just not do it, to just put it off. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I'm going to tell you guys exactly what my dad told me. What's the, what's the thing you can do right now to take a step towards being ready? You know what I mean? What's the one thing that you can do right now today? You know what I mean? Whether that's, you know, uh, decide what topics you want to speak on or you know what I mean like yep. pick, go through iTunes and pick out some shows you'd like to be aiming for to be interviewed on you know what I mean stuff like that yeah. it, it's as simple as like okay you know do I have a professional bio written you know what I mean like what is the first thing that you know that you need to do figure that out and do it you know it, you don't have to be an expert in order to do this, in order to get going on it, like on the industry, you probably should be an expert on what you do. But when it comes to podcasting, you don't have to be an expert in podcasting in any sense of the word in order to get going. You know what I mean? There are people that can help you. You know, if you're worried about production, there are production companies. If you're worried about guests, there are people that can send you guests. You know what I mean? If you're worried about, you don't even know what shows would be a good fit for you, maybe talk to a professional about it. You know what I mean? Figure out. We talked to Courtney about it because Courtney knows her shit. (laughs) Shameless plug there. No, no, just, yeah, you can send me the 20 bucks later. Um, It's called Venmo, Venmo. Um, Thank you. That, I think that's, I think that's a solid piece of of advice. Um, Right now, you've experienced some good, some good success. What is your biggest challenge you're dealing with today? Um, definitely myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm my biggest challenge for sure. Overcoming bad habits that I have. Uh, one of my really bad habits is just not doing my to-do list. <laughs> like, I don't think I, I don't think that's I a, a, a that I don't think like that's an individual walking. problem. I think that's a society-wide <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have a coach that will walk me through my to-do list sometimes because I'm like, ah, like it's a whole long list, you know, and it it overwhelms me. So definitely, like myself is my biggest problem, and I think that a lot of people can relate. You know, get get a handle on yourself. You know, <laughs> wrangle that subconscious of yours. You know, like. that's that's definitely yeah that's definitely my biggest problem but I feel like it's it's not so much a problem anymore as it is becoming a solution like okay well I can fix this you know so uh that's 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 awesome that's awesome (laughs) well you're and you're the first one to actually say that that that's well and and I I I think if we're all honest most of our issues begin internally anyway um Good advice, good points, good information, um, and and thank you for sharing you with all of us. Um, we've we've come we've come to the tail end of Java Chat, uh, guys. It's been gold packed as far as I'm concerned. If you're not sure, go back and listen again. Good lord, the woman dropped tons of golden nuggets on this one. So, um, thank you very much, Courtney, for coming and hanging out. Java chat. We really appreciate you. Um, definitely, we'll want to talk more about, you know, people that I have on minds that may need may need your services. Let's let's tell them one more time where they can find you. Go to zippycontent.com. 
you can find my social media platforms on there. You can book a time with me there. You can, uh, you're always, whoever is listening, you're welcome to write me on Facebook if you have a question. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much always available there. Uh, maybe not all hours of the day, but you can get a hold of me. <laughs> she responds, so, yeah. she responds quickly, yeah. you guys. I, I've sent her notes and she responds, she responds well. I um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 absolutely. Cool. Well, time to sign off, y'all. Uh, this is, you guys all know how I love to do it. Stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, but live. And make sure you're taking care of each other. From all of us to all of you, we love you all. Ciao for now. <laughs>